You're listening to the Don't Suffer Like Us podcast, hosted by Kimberly Fujitaki and Fia Pichelle. Hello and welcome to the Don't Suffer Like Us podcast with Kimberly and myself. We're just briefly waiting on her. Today we're going to be talking about that's on yogic. Um, there's lots of times I've seen this pop up in conversations online and in person. I think the conversation has shifted a little bit in the last few years regarding what people will deem unyogic, but we thought it might be an interesting topic with, you know, what, who is a yogi? What does it mean to be unyogic and the reality of it all? Welcome, Kimberly. Hello, Thea. I think this is an interesting conversation because obviously what's yogic to some people and what's, you know, like the pure yoga or the right yoga or anything like that conversation is going on simultaneously as people are calling each other not yogis and yogis and that, you know, like back and forth. Mm -hmm. And so it can be really... You know, not everybody is fitting in the same box as always. Like, it's just not capable of happening. <laughs> I just find that comment you made just highly unyogic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's just, for, <laughs> you know, some of the things I've seen people say are unyogic is uh, people either liking one brand over another of something. <laughs> uh People thinking that brand is not uh, ethical, so and calling it out, and then someone else saying they're on yogic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, I've just seen you know so much of it, and I think that like part of the discussion is to look at you know where we are in society. We're we're in the West, and yogis and yoginis are a bit different here because it's more of a a co-op, I would say, because people will say, I'm a yogi because they go to, as Kimberly and I were discussing earlier, and she brought up the gym, <laughs> they roll out their mat, and, and that's what they consider a yogi or yogini. Um, but if we're looking at it in more of a classical, traditional manner, then it's about following a certain dharma and following a certain path and following certain teachings. It's not just the physical aspect. Mm-hmm. It's not just the fact that you, like, practice asana, right? Yeah. I think that a lot of people confuse that. Like, oh, well, I'm a yogi because I practice asana. Well, a lot of asana, especially Western asana, is, you know, co-opted from other things. And they're Mm -hmm. not, you know, exactly the same or what people practice in India. And so Mm -hmm. we can't just be like, oh, just because I have a yoga mat I'm a, I'm a yogi too, you know, like you may practice yoga, you may do asana, but there's opportunities for us to go deeper into the path of, of the eight limbs of yoga as well. And that's going to help us to continue to understand like what are these values and why are they important and why do I want to incorporate them into my life? Do they fit? Or not. And if not, that's okay, too. You still practice yoga, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, you know, it's it's kind of like being a baker, right? Like, if you make, what do people make? Brownies. If you make brownies at home 
and you love making brownies, you're you you would probably consider yourself a baker. <clears throat> but you're, it's not the same as being a patisserie chef, <laughs> right? Like there's so there's like things that we coin that aren't necessarily 100% accurate, right? Like artisan bread from the grocery store. It's not artisanal, <laughs> you know, like they might use some of those practices, but it's it's what what they call uh, like a generic copyright, right? Like a generic trademark, uh, where something is just called something without it actually being that, you know? Um, and so you might consider yourself a yogi um, because you practice asana, but, you know, uh, would you consider the same if you were walking through India and saw, you know, an ascetic standing at the edge of the Ganges and, you know, would you see yourself as, as the same practitioner, mm -hmm. right? Like it's, it's different. It is different. But then, and, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. No. And, and you know what, like, there's nothing that's necessarily wrong with the fact that it's different either. Like, I think that we, you know, need to understand that people don't live the same lives in, in this point in time, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm not saying that it's better or worse or anything, but it's just like some things are just different, you know, yeah. you can't expect them to just be, uh, you know, to just allow anything to go on and then just be okay with it. Obviously, no, you can't do that. But at the same time, like if something is serving you well, but you understand the roots of where it's coming from too, because you don't want to just erase everything that people mm -hmm. have gone through to get us this practice either, you know, mm -hmm. it might be fine that you just roll out your mat, go to the gym, do a practice and, and that's it, you know, like, <laughs> Is it hurting anyone? No. Are you benefiting from it? Probably, you know, like, <laughs> but we also, you know, I think that the high horse also deters people from like even wanting to be, you know, part of yoga community yeah. because then all of a sudden, oh, you eat meat, you're not a yogi. Oh, you, yeah. you know, you buy your clothes from da, da 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 you're not a yogi. Like, you know, these things, those are like, opinions you know yeah they have nothing to do with what you understand about the practice yeah what to do with like how you live your life you know mm -hmm. and i think the higher the horse probably the likelihood of more unyogic activity occurring mm -hmm. you know because um yoga is about self-study about developing dis discernment about learning right and adapting to the world adapting to your body needs and adapting your philosophical concepts um and a lot of times people are like, you're unyogic. Uh, they'll say that when you are talking about something that they don't agree with. So, you know, what does it mean? A lot of times people say, oh, well, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't say that because that's not practicing ahimsa. And what they're saying is, <laughs> you know, what I you're saying, you. <laughs> I don't agree with you. And, you know, I don't think that you should, you should judge. And people say, judging is it's you know it's not yoga like you shouldn't be judgmental and there's a difference between judgment and discernment mm -hmm. like you know uh judgment you're standing in tree pose you fall i'm so stupid i can't stay <laughs> you know i can't stay i can't do the simple standing balance discernment 
You're standing in tree pose. You fall out. Okay, I need to adjust the weight, how the weight is being distributed in my foot. Maybe I need to put my other foot on my calf instead of up in my groin. Maybe I need to put my foot in front in like a half lotus uh, because that's what my anatomical needs are. And so, you know, that's how I look at the difference between judgment and discernment. You know, discerning is looking at the situation and seeing what, what is needed here. You know, what can I do or what ne needs to be done? Judgment is. You're bad because. You're bad because, yeah, yeah. X, Y, Z. Exactly. There's something wrong with you because blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's like we we are going to, as human beings, disagree on things. Like everybody can't just have the same opinion. Like it's not going to happen, you know. And, yeah. and part of that is understanding that we can disagree with people and have a conversation about the disagreement without having to agree with that person and also without, you know, getting to the point where, you know, it's, it is harmful and we're yelling at each other or we're having, you know, this big argument over, over what, you know, that obviously that's going to escalate into something that doesn't feel good and doesn't feel appropriate for the situation. You know, there's a lot of that going on with people, you know, during the pandemic with people thinking, oh, <laughs> You know, I can just be in the sunshine and nothing's going to happen to me. You know, like there are those things where I'm going to disagree with that. And it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, judging. But from my point of view, I discern that that is not the way that I keep myself safe from a deadly virus, you know. Mm -hmm. And I also think that oftentimes folks don't realize that you can be critical of something and still um, still find it useful, you know? Um, because sometimes folks misunderstand judgment versus discernment. And there's a lot of, within yoga, and we've talked about this repeatedly in different podcasts, there's some nefarious characters who are just about manipulating people into following them and either uh, filling their coffers or, you know, filling their ego, what have you. Um, Giving them money. Give, yeah. And, uh, you know, assessing that and being like, well, you know, this person is taking all of these things and yet they're making people dependent on them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, you know, looking at cult-like behavior, <laughs> you know, and being like that, that has the potential to do harm. That's um, discernment. Going with everyone who follows that person stupid, that's judgment, right? Mm -hmm. like, I mean, that's being judgmental, not necessarily judgment. Um, but like looking at like when, when your opinion comes up, right? When things come up, looking at it from the lens of, is this being judgmental or is this discernment? Because, you know, judgment, like in general terms, is not bad. You know, there's, there are things that you do that you don't even think about that are second nature, right? Like you're walking across the street, you know, you see a car speeding <laughs> down the street, the lights turning red, you have the walk sign. You can choose to go across the street, right? And across, not across, across the street and just hope that that person stops. But 
that person's speeding in a 25 mile an hour zone and it looks like they're going 60, there's a chance they're not going to stop for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, choosing not to cross the street at that point, that's judgment, <laughs> right? That's, that's good judgment. Because um, let's say they just plow through and then you just saved your life, right? Um, so judgment is not always bad, you know, and discernment is yeah. more subtle form of judgment. And being judgmental, that's where we have to watch ourselves. Yeah, it's just it's just observing our tendencies too. Like when we are in certain situations or having discussions that you know are are not in agreement, are we jumping to judgment or are we discerning what this person is saying and giving them the other side of what it is that you view as important? You know, like we can't just not say what it is that we want to say because we're we're just like, oh, I'm, I'm being judgmental. Cause sometimes you're not, you know, like mm-hmm. you can't just not stick up for yourself if you're in a situation where you need to, you know, or there's something important that you have to say. And, and you're just, you know, it's very easy to get for people to feel afraid to say what they need. They mean because they're viewed or they think they'll be viewed as unyogic, you know, like, we, we have things that we have to address and that are important for us to have and be in conversation with. And, you know, maybe that's not the right person to have that conversation with, but just somebody throwing out, well, you're not yogic it is trying to like diffuse that conversation. It's trying to just say, uh, shut up. Yeah. Know? That's basically <laughs> it. Like, you know, yeah. Be quiet. I don't want to listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> What you have to say is not important, you know, like that's what that is, is usually means, you know, and it's either, yeah, it's either that or they want to play a game of transference, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to call you unyogic. You're going to react and then I'm going to act like you're the jerk. Yeah. And then then I'm going to feel better. Right. Because that's how transference works. And then you're going to feel like crap because that's how transference works. But we can choose, you know, to to not accept that transference um, by becoming aware. Yeah. Yeah. To not react to somebody who's who's saying, oh, you're not yogic, because that's that's essentially what that conversation wants to do is you to react to it. So it's like take a take a step back. Mm-hmm. If that's what's happening, you know, and then observe what this person is trying to say and discern, is it, is this something that I want to go forward with? Or is this something that I just don't even want to invest any time, effort and energy in? And, you know, adios, nobody can mm-hmm. argue with you if you're not arguing back. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like if I were to say, and this is just like a very simplified thing, but if I were to say, Kimberly, you're blonde. Right. <laughs> and, you know. Kimberly knows she's not blonde. She's not going to argue with me that she's not. I mean, mm-hmm. she's not going to argue with me that she, she's not blonde because she knows, you know, yeah, so. If, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's like, there's no point of arguing. And sometimes those are the situations with someone saying you're unyogic and they're just looking for a battle. But when you know that you're doing things according to the path that you feel is the appropriate one, then the argument's really just silly right? Like, and you can choose not to engage. You don't have to be reactive in that situation. Mm-hmm. And the reality is people are people <laughs> and they're human. And so much is like high school or grade school because we are every age we've ever been. 
And, you know, when people's feelings get hurt, I feel like when people get mad and their feelings get hurt, like emotionally, they become eight years old. Mm-hmm. They just want to be like, you're dumb. <laughs> you know, like, um, and it's just, you know, when we feel those feelings arising, if we feel like we're being attacked, then looking at like, why am I allowing this person to impact me? And I mean, of course, it's important to feel your feelings. And so we're not saying, you know, to be yogic, you have to just shut down you know, and, and not feel. What we're saying is like, look at when it when that term's coming up. And usually you'll find it's just when someone disagrees with you and it's not something that's inherently wrong with you or they just don't like what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, looking at your own behavior and seeing where you're reacting and also seeing if you're saying things are on yogic because they don't align with your worldview. Right. And it can get, you know, depending on, you know, who you study with and what type of yoga you practice, you know, some yogis are very specific in how they practice yoga in a Mm -hmm. certain way. And for them, that works for their body. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean it works for everybody. And so, you know, we can have the conversations of the things that benefit certain people for certain reasons. And we can also realize that that doesn't necessarily benefit everyone. You know, mm-hmm. there's a yoga for everybody, but not everybody does the same yoga. You know, That is true. And even with, you know, teachers that are from India they and different traditions, they too have different concepts and they teach different concepts. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, there's a Swami that I study with when she comes and a lot of times people will ask questions and then she'll just laugh in a very good natured way. And just be like, you you know, she's like, you, you want to compartmentalize everything. She's like, but that's, that's not how it works, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that that's also one of the, the, the things that we do here in the States and in the Western world is we like to compartmentalize things and break things up into chunks. And this goes here and that goes there. But, you know, if we look at the, the philosophical component of the yoga practice, it's about the connection of everything, <laughs> not the disconnection and put this box here, but like growing the awareness surrounding how everything is interlinked. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we hope that helps you to uh, navigate if you're ever being called or calling someone unyogic. Maybe we'll just take that out of our language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. And if you have a disagreement with somebody, it may just be that you disagree with them and to discern not saying that to somebody as a way of uh, judging them or belittling them. <laughs> yeah. Or just looking at it like, what am I trying to do by saying this? Am mm-hmm. I, you know, am I trying to shut down a conversation or am I trying to transfer emotions? Mm-hmm. And if, if it's that you feel like, or that you feel like it's something that needs to be addressed, then addressing it without, you know, because it's basically name calling. And in the history of human beings, calling people names generally is not the most effective form of communication. Not at all. All right. Well, I feel like we talked to that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. So we will see you or talk to you. You can hear us (laughs) next week and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at don't suffer like us. And uh, you can look us up on our website. If you like at don't suffer like us.com. 
and we will talk with you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of Don't Suffer Like Us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Don't Suffer Like Us to join the